Happy Father's Day. Are you ready for the word? All right. So last week we had the pleasure of hearing Laura. She did a phenomenal job. Was so thankful for that word. I, I told her this morning, I'm like, I was just chewing on that all week. It was so good. Um, and I'm excited to share kind of the next direction that we've been going over the last few months. We've been discussing the Holy Spirit. And um, we're going to take it a step further. Um, and we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, so we're going to take some time to, to dive into each one. But today, I'm just going to start with a brief, brief overview of all of the gifts. And then we'll take some time over the next few weeks to dive a little deeper. Uh, so as we've talked about the last few months, the Holy Spirit, He's incredible. He is our helper. He's our advocate. He gives us power, right? He gives us power. We discuss what it means to be filled with the Spirit, to flow in the Spirit, to be baptized in the Spirit. Uh, and now I'm excited to dive a little deeper into the gifts of the Spirit and what that means in our lives. So when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, I'm going to start with this kind of as an introduction. Uh, there's uh, a lot of different opinions out there in, in the, uh, the body of Christ about the gifts of the Spirit. You can go, if you want to look online and Google the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you can probably find a lot of different opinions about what people think, what people, uh, what people gather from what Scripture says. Um, and, and right, wrong, or indifferent, that is their perspective. That is how they're interpreting the Word. Um, I'm going to share with you what the Lord has been revealing to me um, about the gifts of the Spirit and, and how we should be thinking about them. Um, and also, also share a little bit of context around some of those, some of those uh, more controversial topics, just so that way everyone is uh, on the same page. I'm not going to dive too much into that because we don't need to start debate. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think it's important for us as believers to understand that not everyone thinks the same way that we do. Um, I, I will tell you what the stance is of, of myself and of our church, um, but you could, go down to you could go to church down the street and they could be saying, spiritual gifts, those died in before 100, you know, 100 AD, those were for the early church. You could find that, right? Um, and and there's, you can even get into some very interesting uh, discussions, debates, if, you, if you'd so choose, about those things. So I'm going to share what the Lord has revealed to me, our stance as a church, and kind of what that looks like. Before we do that, let's start in the Word. So turn with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, Paul is talking to the, the church in Corinth about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, if you read along further into 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about the body of Christ and its significance. Then we all know what 1 Corinthians 13 is. It's the love chapter. And then 1 Corinthians 14 deals with prophecy or speaking in tongues. But we're going to start specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, so feel free to turn with me. I Aaron, uh, click the audience button in the top left corner, and that'll make it go up onto the screen. There we go. Um, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. That's what's up on the screen. It says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus 
And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in ways, but is the same God who does the, the work in all of us. Verse 7, remember this one. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Amen. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts, he alone decides which gift each person should have. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I want to point out a few different things in, that, in the passage of Scripture outside of how Paul really documents what the gifts of the Spirit are. Now, if you look in other books, specifically in Romans um, and in 1 Peter, you can find other indications of the gifts of the Spirit. But I'm going I'm to hone in, really, on, on 1 Corinthians 12, so the one that... Uh, the gifts that, that Paul really decides. So before I get into that, though, I do want to discuss whether or not the gifts of the Spirit are meant for today. As we've talked about in the past few weeks, we, we've learned that and we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? <clears throat> so when the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, fills the the apostles, the disciples, with the Holy Spirit with fire. They start speaking in other tongues. Peter delivers his incredible uh, evangelistic sermon. Thousands of people come to Christ. And then if you keep going on in Acts chapter 3, now all of that has happened. Peter goes to the gate called Beautiful. And who's there? There's a lame man there. What does Peter do? The layman says, oh, you know, you know, give me something. And he goes, I don't have anything to give you, but what I do have to you, I can give to you. So in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. He reaches out his hand and pulls the guy up and he starts running, walking, excited, right? It's Acts chapter 3. If you keep reading throughout the entire book of Acts, Peter continues to do miraculous things. The apostles, the disciples continue to do miraculous things. You read about in, in uh, the end, towards the end of Acts, I believe it's Acts 25 or 26, Paul gets bit by a snake. Should have killed him. He just shakes it off. He's fine. Miraculous healing, right? So that we, we know that that's the early church. So why, it, it, I want to ask the question, why would God give us something that was only meant for a very short period of time? that benefits the whole body. Because Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 12, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So it's not that the early church needed all the help and now we don't need any help. You ask me, the church today needs a lot of help, right? We need to be providing help to each other. And that's what the gifts of the Spirit are really for. That's what they're for. 
When you prophesy over somebody, you're not prophesying for your own benefit. Sure, it feels pretty cool. Like, wow, the Lord used that. That's, that's pretty cool. You are prophesying for that person's benefit. If you're giving somebody a word of knowledge, that's not for you. That's for them. That's to, that's to help them. If you're laying hands on somebody and they're healed, I know that's for them. Right? We are vessels of the Holy Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit flow through us to help each other. So if people are saying, ah, the gifts of the Spirit were only for the early church, the church today needs just as much help as they did back then. And if you read in some of those other translations, it also says, I think it's Romans, let me, let me, I'll pull it up exactly. Romans 12, 6 to 8, it says, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God is giving you the ability to prophesy, speak out. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. I, I think all of us would agree that serving others is something that we do today. That's a gift of the Spirit. If you are a teacher, teach well. We all teach today, whether it's your kids, whether it's your, your spouse, whether it's you know, in, in your job, whatever maybe you are teaching. That's, that's a gift of the Spirit. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. We all encourage others. That's a gift. Of, so if you say that, oh, the gifts of the Spirit are dead, those are only for the early church, you're saying that we shouldn't teach anymore. You're saying we shouldn't encourage anymore. That's pretty silly, right? We would never think that. Where people get stuck, though, is they get stuck in saying that the more controversial gifts of the Spirit were for the early church. The prophesying, the words of knowledge, speaking in tongues, the interpretation. That was only for then. That's, that's not for now. But you can't have some without all. That's not how the Holy Spirit works, right? It's not how He works. So, knowing that, knowing that the gifts of the Spirit are for today, why did the Lord give us these gifts? We know, Paul writes it, to help each other. But what does that look like? And why is that important? So, the Lord has asked each of us to be a part of the body, right? He's asked us to take our individual part. So if you keep reading in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about being your own individual part of the body, right? He gives us the gifts of the Spirit to know when to plug in and when to use them to edify the body, right? Because I know that if Kim comes up to me and says, hey, the Lord gave this to me for you, I'm just going to share it with you. That's, so the Lord could give me the same thing and I could go, Man, was that just me thinking that? Was that just my thought? Who was that? What? When it comes from someone else, it can carry some weight. So that's, that is why these gifts are so important. And sadly, in today's church, we've gotten away from them. We've gotten away from them. We've gotten away from somebody getting up and prophesying. Somebody getting up and saying, I've got a word of knowledge for you hey, the Lord just put this on my heart for you. And we really, especially in this church, we want to create an atmosphere where it's okay to do that, to stand up and grab this thing, or not, if you don't like the microphone, and be okay to say what's on your heart, what the Lord has given you, because that's what edifies the body. That's what brings us together. That's how the Lord unites us. 
And that's how we strengthen each other as well. Because the Lord is going to have you prophesy something that might come to pass tomorrow. It also might come to pass 10 years from now. But you know that you've had an impact on, those, on that person's life. I'll use my life as an example. When I was a young kiddo at summer camp, uh, Mark Harper, who was, he was the children's pastor at Living Word for a long time, before that he had summer camps and had his own Bible curriculum, I think, I think we used growing up, right? Um, he prophesied over me as a young kiddo, you're going to be a pastor someday. I was nine. Like I... I was still, I was Graham's age. I didn't know anything about what, you know, whatnot. And then later in life, when I was a teenager, Steve Munns, who was a pastor at Living Word as well, he had Go Ministries, did the same. Do you think that at that moment, they were expecting me to say, okay, cool, I'm going to get up and preach tomorrow? No. They were planting a seed that the Lord had given for the future. So you don't know when the Lord gives you something for somebody. When he asks you to step into that gift, what kind of an impact that that is going to have on somebody's trajectory in their life. You can probably all think of somebody in your life who's had that impact. Whether that be a parent, whether that be a friend, somebody at church that has said, you've got a calling on your life that is bigger than you even know. And the Lord is going to use you in, in whatever way that looks like. It's so important that as a body we are comfortable moving and flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. He gave them to us as a gift. He didn't give them to us as a, as a decree or as a, as, a, as a, you have to do this. A gift is just that. It's a gift. I'm sure many of you have gotten gifts for Christmas or for your birthday that you're like, whoa, this is great. And you've probably also gotten a gift that you're like, whoa, this is great. That you end up taking back to the store the next day, right? We don't do that with the gifts of the Spirit. They are freely given. A gift is freely given. It's freely given. There's nothing we have to do to earn the right to prophesy. We have to know Christ. We have to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. That's a prerequisite. But there's nothing that we have to do. There's no difference in me from you. The Lord uses all of us in the same way. So I want to get into, like, how do we identify? How do we flow in the gifts of the Spirit? So what do all of these gifts have in common? The Lord uses people. He uses people to speak in our lives. We've talked about that. Words of wisdom. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 12. Words of knowledge. Prophesy. To prophesy. Prophecy. Those come through people. That's what has, it has in common. The gift of healing comes through people. People are used as a vessel. The anointing flows through them. There are times that he will use someone else to say something to you that he certainly could have just shared with you, but you're going to disregard it. You're going to go, I don't know about that. Or he's going to give something to you and it's going to sit there and you're going to chew on it. You're like, oh, what's that, Lord? And then the next Sunday, somebody else is going to confirm it. They're going to say, hey, the Lord put this on my heart for you. This is a word for you. And you already had that in your heart from the previous week that the Lord had shared with you. It's that confirmation. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Sometimes he'll do it three or four times, especially if you don't get it the first time. 
Sometimes he'll send two or three people to tell you because it's so important for, for you to do next. And that's when you can put two and two together because it says the Holy Spirit is a true representation of Jesus. Jesus wouldn't have told you something contradictory to his word or to his life. The Holy Spirit's going to do the same. So if you have somebody that comes up to you and they say, I've got this word from you. You need to sell your house, sell all of your belongings. That's not, unless you're like, wow, the Lord had already implanted that. I need to move across the, whatever it is. But if it's not something that is from the word, if it's not something that lines up with scripture, you need to check it. You need to check what that's going on. There are a lot of good people that make mistakes. They think they've got something from the Lord. They share it. So every single thing, you should be taking the time to go back to the Lord and ask, does that, does that check with my spirit? And usually the Holy Spirit's pretty quick to go, eh, I don't know about that. Dust it off. Dust it off, right? Because we are all people that make mistakes, right? That doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to prophesy. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have the opportunity if the Lord puts something in our heart to share that with somebody. Not to be so concerned that you're going to say the wrong thing that you never say anything. Right? You ask, I, Todd White, many, I, I've, I reference him often. He goes out to the street and he'll prophesy. And he would tell you, and Aaron went to his school, I've made plenty of mistakes. Right? I've pl- I made plenty of mistakes where I go and that person's like, no. And that's okay. Some of it takes practice too. You have to practice hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And as you spend more time with the Lord, the voice of the Holy Spirit doesn't, it's not just this still small, it, it's like a loud, you know that you know that you know. And, and, and there's often also times that Todd White will walk in and he'll be like, hey, you got something wrong with your back? And they'll be like, yeah. Like he'll be at a restaurant. I see this on YouTube all the time. Oh yeah, I got, I got lower back pain. Oh, let's pray for it. Healed on the spot. Now do you think it was coincidence or do you think that it was the, that the Lord was using him to bring healing to that person? Right? It was at a restaurant. It wasn't in a church at an altar. It was in a restaurant. The gifts of the Spirit are to help each other. It doesn't say that's help each other at a church. Sure. We, we use the gifts of the Spirit a lot at church. We prophesy at church. We, you can do that on the street, in the store, at work, whatever it may be. You just have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Paul also talks about a very vari- various dimensions of gifts. On one hand, you have words of wisdom. Then he talks about having great faith. Then he talks about speaking in tongues. All of these gifts are available to us as believers. All of these gifts are available to us as believers. However, certain gifts are used at certain times. Right? So there are times where you're going to be like, ooh, I don't know what to pray. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. I don't know what to pray. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. Right? 
Because I know the Holy Spirit can, can uh, intercede on my behalf. And then there's going to be other times where you're like, ah, oh, I've got a word of knowledge for them. I've got to, I'm going to share that with them, something that the Lord has divinely given to me for the benefit of that person. And another time, and just in the example with Peter, he's going to give you great faith. Peter, Holy, Holy, Pentecost just happened. Peter's walking by. The faith wasn't him just walking by. It was him reaching out his hand saying, I'm believing that this guy's going to stand up and walk. Right? Great faith, that situation. But just before then, he was speaking in tongues. So if you look at this, and, and there's, there's a lot of dialogue too about spiritual gifts around whether you can only have one. The Lord has given you one and that's it. I don't believe that for a second. And there's biblical examples of, of apostles, disciples using multiple gifts. You look at Peter, just in that course of those few days, he was praying in tongues, he was prophesying, he was teaching, he was working in the miraculous power of healing. Right there, that's four gifts. He didn't just have one. He was using all four. Because why? The spiritual gifts are meant to help the body. And certain situations call for certain gifts, right? Now, that doesn't, know, that doesn't mean that beforehand we're going to know exactly what's required of us. Oftentimes, the Lord will keep that a mystery to us. Where we're going to walk into a situation, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's going to quicken to us what we need to do. I need you to pray right now. Pray. Shri will get woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and she'll be like, the Lord woke me up to pray. I don't know what for. I just know that I need to pray. So she prays. She prays in the Spirit. She doesn't know what, she, she doesn't know what to pray for. Right? But the key to that is having our spiritual antennas up. We need to be tuned into the Lord's frequency. We need to know what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And how do we get tuned into that? How do we get tuned into that frequency? First, it requires us to spend time with the Lord. It requires us to know the voice of the Spirit. Because as Laura was mentioning last week, the devil can't read your mind, but he can plant thoughts in your mind. He can plant thoughts in your mind. So if you're not spending time hearing from the Lord regularly, the enemy knows that. And again, he's going to send you things that aren't maybe bad, but are going to send somebody on the wrong path. Oh, you should tell that person that they need to break up with that person because they're a bad person. Right? Oh, you need to tell that person. They, they should get a divorce because that's not... That, that's, he's going to give you those things and you're going to be like, oh, I need, I need to speak... Again, that's where as the receiver of those things, you need to check with the Spirit. You've got to have the discernment to know what's right and what's wrong. And that comes by spending time in the Word. That comes by, it comes with spending time in prayer. That comes with spending time having the conversation with the Father. So that way, if somebody does speak something into your life that doesn't check, you can go, thank you. See you later. Exactly. We've all been there. We've all been there where somebody has said something and you're like, huh, hmm, I don't know about that. Again, 
oftentimes, if the Lord is going to give you something that is to direct your path, He's not going to give it to you just once. He's going to send one person, then He'll send another person, and then He'll send another person, and then a fifth person, until you get it. The year before Glory Church was started, there was five different people who spoke over Shree and I that a change was coming, a transition was coming. That, And the Lord had already started in my spirit. Like I remember telling Shree, like, I don't know what it is, but something, a change is coming. I don't know what it is. I just know there's a season of transition happening soon. And then all of these things, it was literally lined up. So when it was time, we were like, yep, we already knew. It wasn't just out of the blue. That's how the Holy Spirit works. That's why the gifts are so important. That's why it's important to know how to flow in the right gift. And to know that, you have to first spend time with the Father. You have to spend time building the relationship. So that way when the enemy does try to plant thoughts into your, into your brain, just like Laura said, you say, no, see you later. You throw scripture at him. Right? Exactly. The word says, yes. That's why it's also important that if somebody shares something with you and it doesn't check with you, don't just run and do it. Don't just run and do it. Wait. Give it time. Give it time. Check with the Holy Spirit. Again, that, it might not even be that that word was bad. Like that's, that was from the Lord. But it might be for two months from now, two years from now, 20 years from now. You don't know. Hindsight's always 2020. It's amazing when you look back and you see how the people sp- spoke into your life, how down the road it came to pass, and you go, oh, wow, I totally remember when that person said that. The gifts of the Spirit are, are meant for today, just as they, were, as, as they were for the early church. And I think it's really important that all of us understand that there's going to be some gifts of the Spirit that come more naturally to us than others. That doesn't mean that we don't have access to all of them. Because we do. But somebody might be much more comfortable prophesying over somebody than somebody else. And that's okay. That's your personality. That's who you are. The Lord can give you the courage, just like Ruby was reading in Joshua 1.9. He can give you the courage, but you might, you might never be 100% comfortable Standing in front of somebody saying, God told me this for you. And that's okay. That's okay. Exactly. That's faith. That's right, George. That's faith. That's okay. But you might be really comfortable flowing in another gift. Praying in the Spirit. Giving wise advice. I've I've gotten some of the best advice from my parents. From really good friends, mentors that I know that I can call and say, I'm in this pickle, what do I do? And I know they're going to give me wise advice, right? So there are going to be some gifts that are more natural for you. There are n- not everyone is comfortable standing in front of a pulpit and preaching, right. Right? right? Not everybody is comfortable doing that. Does that mean that you couldn't stand up and share a sermon someday? No! But it might not come as natural to you as it does to somebody else. Again, you can learn how to do that. I'll be, be honest with you. The first Sunday that I preached at Glory Church, I was, that, was a, that was a new journey for me. I'd spoken in front of people before, 
It takes time. It takes practice. You learn how to use it. You learn how to use the gift. So I want to start to close with this. And, and I'm going to, again, I'm going to take some time over the next few weeks to break down each individual gift that Paul calls out. But just as a reminder, the Holy Spirit is there as our helper, as our advocate, as our standby. So we know a gift from the Holy Spirit is, is there to help us and to help others. Help us and to help others. So... I'm just going to read something to you. This is from one of the, uh, um, one of the uh, commentaries that I like to study from. Uh, this is, it says, Jesus made it plain, saying that when the Holy Spirit would come, He will testify of me and He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is not to promote Himself or any man but to glorify and represent Jesus. We can therefore trust that the true ministry of the Holy Spirit will be according to the nature of Jesus. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are there to represent Jesus. To represent Jesus. And we know that they are meant to help us and to help others. So as you, as you think about these gifts and as you think about how they're they're being used in the church. I want to encourage you, and this is going to be my encouragement throughout the entirety of this series. Don't be afraid to step into the gifts of the Spirit. Don't be afraid to use the gifts the Lord has already given you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. You can do it. Tuesday nights, our prayer nights, Man, there's been some really cool prophetic things that have been shared. Some really cool, just incredible words that have been shared. And it's just being comfortable and confident stepping into that. And being okay that if you say something and it doesn't resonate, that's okay. You stepped out. You never know. That person might need to chew on that for a little bit longer. And then it'll make sense to them. Right? Right? Everything is said and shared in a time and a season. So don't ever hesitate from doing what you need to do. Amen? Amen. Well, let's close in prayer. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you so much for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For the gifts that you shared with us. That we have the ability to access. That we have the ability to step into that they are a free gift from you that they give us and they fill us with the power of the holy spirit lord encourage us be an encouragement for us as we step forth into all of these gifts in jesus name amen